Good morning and welcome to Rebuilding Business, a series of interviews with outstanding entrepreneurs and experienced leaders who have reputations as trailblazers in their fields. The intention here is to share that experience with you over five bite-sized interviews, one for each day of the working week. We hope that we're going to help you to consider how in the age of COVID, you can either rebuild your business or improve its sustainability increase your creativity and innovation to beat the competition, or with a little bit of luck, pick up some nuggets to, to help you truly on your leadership journey. This week, I am thrilled to have the corporate trailblazer, Kevin Gaskell with me. Kevin is absolutely renowned for leading iconic brands, Porsche, Lamborghini, and BMW to record record results. And he's also founded and created international businesses in sectors such as data, technology, manufacturing, and professional services. He's repeatedly led teams to achieve exceptional performance in companies ranging from seven people to 7,000 employees, creating over 3 billion in shareholder value. I think he is the best dragon that the den has never had. He's an ardent adventurer who has trekked to both the North and the South Pole. He's climbed some of the highest mountains. And earlier this year, Kevin smashed the world Atlantic record for rowing across the Atlantic. To relax, I believe, Kevin, you play guitar in a rock band. I'm shattered just talking about you. Um, but just over the coming week, to let you know what Kevin's doing, he's going to be talking to us about how businesses overcome COVID, how purpose and, and vision are absolutely crucial in re rebuilding your businesses, how to communicate with and engage with your team so that they deliver that vision, the importance of living in an agile world, and inspired leadership, which happens to be the title of his fantastic book that I totally recommend. That was a mouthful, Kevin. Good afternoon. I think I've taken up most of our time. It is brilliant to have you with us. Hello, Lily. Great to be here. Um, can I kick straight off? Okay, uh, I'm really interested to find out in a minute a little bit about what you've been doing during COVID. But COVID has thrown, hasn't it, a level of uncertainty into the mix. We've both ridden through recessions several times, we're of a certain age, but what can business, business owners do at the moment to survive COVID? I'd love to have your take on this. Well, you're right. I mean, COVID is a wholly exceptional situation, but as you've just said, I've led businesses, as you've led businesses through recessions, through Black Monday, Black Friday, Pink Tuesday, whatever it was called, the bank uh, 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 crash, the recession of the early 90s, the recession of the 2000s. You know, we've seen them come and come and go. And each time we went through one of those, people said it's the end of this or it's the end of an era. And the truth is, two to three years later, we were back doing what we were doing, but we were doing it better. And so what, what, what I've been doing during COVID is working A, harder than I've ever done before, because today I chair a number of companies and we're all having to survive. We're having to look at our own businesses and think about how we change, how we adapt, how we maintain uh, our business in the current environment. But more than that, we're thinking about the future. So COVID has compressed kind of four, four years of development into four months. And what I say to the uh, business leaders who I work with is think to the future. Don't respond just to COVID. COVID is an example, but it's short term. Now, whether it's three months, six months, nine months, we don't know, but it's short term, I believe. Think about the future. What will your business be like in the future? And that's where we're changing our thinking. 
in the immediate short term, in each of our businesses, we've had a 100-day plan to manage cash flow, to look after our staff, to look after our customers, to move quickly, to do things in a different way, but always with a mind to where we're going in the future. I want to talk to you a little bit later on in a future session about your 100-day plan because I think it's absolutely crucial. But let's just talk about those businesses and you mentioned, like I've not been able to, to access any government funding for, for my business and quite a few businesses are really struggling with that. There are some companies, if we think about small independent retails and cafes, uh, that absolutely have no opportunity to, to build a business in the way they used to have it. What do you think those small businesses can do that rely, say they rely on footfall from the, the offices that are empty at the moment to, to, to do something different? Well, I, I have one of those businesses. Um, one of my companies uh, was working from quite an expensive office. Uh, we were delivering software products to our clients and we've totally changed the way that we're working. We've canceled the lease. I mean, it's not good news if you're a commercial uh, developer but we've cancelled our lease we've taken the view that for the future we won't be running from an office now that's different if you're a cafe or restaurant um, but you know there are cafes and restaurants who've moved online who are delivering food to homes where they're inviting their customers to future buy seats in the restaurant you know if you've got a loyal customer base pay now for, for a meal you might have in three months or six months time and some businesses are doing that and getting the cash flow to survive and the government schemes have been very um, helpful, but not to all businesses. Uh, in, in my little portfolio, I only have one business that has received any benefit. That's because we just happen to fall outside the, uh, the guidelines. It's frustrating. Mm. But what we've done is look aggressively at our own business. And I mean aggressively. What can we do differently? And, and what I say to, to leaders who are running those kind of businesses, be honest, make the big decision. Look to the future and understand what your business will look like in two years or three years or four years. It may not be what it is today. And, and actually, that's one of the crucial things, isn't it? We, we have at least have had space to look at actually what's our offer and how can we future proof our business and change it somewhat. But one of the questions I wanted to ask you is, do you see that we're going to see a day where we return to the old way of working, where we sat on the bus or got on the train and traveled for two hours and sat at a desk? Or do you think that the virtual world is a better world for our staff? I think it's a mix. I think there will be inevitably newspaper reports written in two years time that say, hey, do you remember two years ago, we said we'd never go back to working in offices and here we are working in offices or we'd never go back to commuting and here we are, I commuted an hour this morning to write this article. But there are other pieces of business which will change. I mean, I normally, if you and I wanted to speak, I would jump in my car, I'd drive three hours to your house, and we'd have a conversation, I'd drive back again. We don't do that now. And I won't be doing that in the future. Um, so certain parts, short, short meetings, or you know, the, 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 the trust in electronic communication has been transformed. We do trust these platforms now. We do use them in our businesses. This morning, I met my team in one of my businesses, and we met for an hour, physically met for an hour. Now we're back in our own offices doing our thing. But when the, the, the lockdown changes, we will go back to one day a week where we're physically together. The rest of the time we will work remotely. I think I, some I will think, change, some won't. 
I think we're going to see some excitement when people do get back to the office, especially for the extroverts who are going, yay, I'm with humans again. And I love that. I think the introverts uh, are quite significantly enjoying lockdown at the moment, but it, it really is a game of two halves where some people say, do you know, what? I'm really enjoying lunch in the garden or picking up my children from school. Others are going, do you know, what? I am always on. I get a, a message from my uh, boss at nine o'clock at night. I'm expected to respond to email. It's really crucial that we look at how can we balance that fairness for people when they are working from home so that we have a full stop at the end of the day. What's, what's your experience of that? My experience of that is it's about the culture in the business, the culture in the organization. And you know, the, your culture is your invisible advantage. In our businesses, we aim to build a culture where we're highly agile, we're very flexible, we respond quickly to customer needs, but at the same time, we're adaptable within the business. So if somebody wants to take a day to go and see their children in the school sports day or whatever it is, take it, go. We don't record it as holiday, go. Because we expect you to put it back in the pot at some point in the future, but that's just how we operate. If you need a day off, I'll cover for you. And you will do the same. It's informal, but you know, it's, it's built into the business. That's, that is how we trust our own staff. In terms of cutoff, yeah, I'm speaking to you now from my home office. This is where I work most of the time. Um, and I, I personally, because I choose to do so, I'm a late start in the morning, I'm a late finisher at night. So I'm frequently in this office until nine o'clock at night. I do not call my staff after five because I don't think that's fair. I simply don't believe that's appropriate. I may send an email, but I, I don't expect them to respond. So it is about the culture of the business. And, it, and it's understanding the rules of engagement, isn't it? Because obviously every business is different. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, your passion for young people and the opportunities that they may or may not have to build a career or, or even start a business. Because obviously we've got exploding unemployment. We're going to have a real situation if you've just come out of your A-levels or just finished your degree and you cannot get a job. What do you think that government or business can do to help that generation? You know, we're talking here about rebuilding Britain. Uh, we've got a, a whole new scenario. We, we've gone through Brexit, uh, the world economy is changing, and now we face COVID. And the truth is that there won't be enough jobs out there for everybody. And, and whilst it's easy to say, I think it's absolutely possible to say to people, create your own role. Create your own job. You know, SMEs, small, medium enterprises, the smaller companies are the heartbeat of this nation. They really are. They employ the majority of people in the country. So if you can't find a job, create a job. And it doesn't matter whether that is washing cars in the first instance or washing windows or writing some code or writing uh, reports or creating something online. It doesn't matter. What is it that you have a skill at or how can you begin to generate your own income. And I speak to young people now and I say, let me help you to imagine what you could be, how you could create a role, because I think the future of our nation is about creating more entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs create wealth. They create wealth by employing people. And so I would like to see a government have uh, not an unemployment benefit, but an employment benefit where they pay people to become entrepreneurs, where they support people to create a role, to have a go. And you know what? 
doesn't always work. It doesn't matter. Let's go again and let's go again. Let's go again. And so I see part of my job of helping young people to create their own new businesses. Do you know, I, I love that. We had a, a, a lad about three months with, with masks on, uh, three months ago, knocked on our door and said, can I wash your car? And yeah. so we said yes. And four or five other people said yes. And I noticed last week he came and he had a friend as well because his round yeah. is extended. And, and so it's just having that spirit. And he's about 15 years old. I love it when, when and I, I really want to encourage it exactly the same as you. Yeah. Um, I want to say thank you so much for this morning. I'm looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. And I really like to build on what we've started to talk about, that sense of vision and purpose and what can we do to truly drive capability and truly drive this, this, this country back into a position of wealth. And that's what entrepreneurs and small businesses will do. Thank you, Kevin, so much. See you later. See you later.